Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility. But what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Well, welcome back to the Finding Fertility podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again. We are here with Nora. Super excited to have her. She's up in Canada. I'm down in Hawaii. Um, You couldn't get further away, probably. Maybe, maybe, maybe like (laughs) Russia or something. But yeah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up doing what you're doing now for women. Yeah. So I am a preconception health coach. That's kind of like the umbrella term. And then within the preconception health coach umbrella, I'm a holistic nutritionist and a fertility awareness, um, fertility awareness method practitioner. So like I help women also chart their cycle and understand how to, you know, do that properly so that they can understand their cycle and their body through their basal body temperature and their mucus and all that fun stuff. At least in my opinion, that's fun stuff. <laughs> uh, we nerd out on this stuff, right? So at least I do. Um, so yeah, I that's kind of like in a nutshell what I do. But how did I get into this? Well, uh, I am kind of kind of my own client in and of itself. I am a woman in my late thirties. Um, my partner hasn't manifested, and I've always wanted to have a family and children. And so I still see that as something that I want for myself. And um, what I realized through my 30s as I was moving through my 30s is that, you know, there is so much information out there on how to keep your body healthy so that you can have babies a little bit later in life. And so um, as a practitioner myself, as a nutritionist, I was like, well, this will be easy. No big deal. I'll just look into some information and I'll implement it. As I started looking into all of this, I was like, this is a huge field of overwhelming, confusing information. So I was like, if I'm a practitioner and feeling this overwhelmed and confused and trying to figure out how to optimize my own body for my own health to have a family later in life for me, I can just imagine what other people are feeling. So that was kind of the catalyst that pushed me to like niche in this specific area. Mm -hmm. And so that's um, like, I live my ideal optimal preconception lifestyle for me every single day. And then I, you know, try and help other women do the same and ultimately get pregnant. Yeah, not so amazing. It's usually, I find it's like when you're able to speak your truth, you're super passionate about what you do, right? Because mm. even if you're wrong, which we're not, but <laughs> let's just say <laughs> um, you're coming from a pa- place of love and just like a genuine, like, you know, this like I always get frustrated when people are like well that's you and you're different and just because it worked for you it's not going to work for me and I'm like look yeah we might have different things that we need to do but we're all we're all human right like we all 
our bodies all want to tend to function a certain way. And because of our genetics and our lifestyles and all those different things, they don't. But there are some core things that we can get back to and do to optimize our fertility. Absolutely. And then I think, you know, coming like exactly echoing your comment of like coming from that place of like passion and kind of that kind of self-interest for yourself, I think makes, um, you know, the journey so much more uh, exciting. And then also you, I find that we just, it doesn't feel like work at the end of the day for me. And this is just my passion, what I love to do and how I love, you know, what I love to do to help people. And exactly like you said, like everybody's body is different, but at the end of the day, we're all human. We're all blood we're bones, we're tissue, are as women, our bodies are designed to, to procreate. So, you know, foundationally, there are things that, you know, you can do no matter who you are to help optimize fertility. And then obviously it's finding those nuances and specifics for you, but that's where coaching comes in and that's yeah. where one-on-one comes in. And that's where, you know, that's where all of that stuff comes in. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so there's probably two scenarios you get with women coming to you, and I'm probably the latter. Like the first is like their cycles are wacky, you know, they know they need help. And then there's people like me where my cycles were fine. Like Mm -hmm. in that like respect, like I wasn't having like issues with the like the menstrual side of things. In hindsight, I do see that there was issues. But what do you start saying to women? Because I think a lot of women that listen to this podcast probably like, I know my cycle, (laughs) like I know my cycle, (laughs) but what are some like insights that, that things might be off and you can tell through your cycle? Absolutely. So this is precisely why I use FAM, the fertility awareness method and charting your cycle, because I find using FAM and understanding how to chart your cycle using basal body temperature and cervical mucus and interpreting and getting data every single day of your cycle is going to give you like a magnifying glass look into what's going on. And so for women who maybe typically have quote unquote, I'm doing my air quotes now, the quote unquote, like healthy, regular cycle. A lot of the times what I find is when I start working with these clients and we start charting their cycle and gather about two, three, four, five months of data, you can start to see now there's a lot of red flags based on maybe their luteal temperatures aren't as high, which could be a flag that progesterone is too low. Maybe they're not actually, you know, maybe they, they're, they're ovulating a little bit too late in their cycle, meaning that their luteal phase is too short. So, you know, so even though like you just kind of know, oh, well, I get my period every 28 days and I don't really have too many PMS symptoms and I feel fine. I take an LH test strip. I see that I'm ovulating. Well, that in and of itself doesn't actually tell you you ovulate. That is just a predictor that ovulation is coming in 24 to 36 hours. So, you know, first and foremost, I always say there's always a little bit more digging to be done. So other, I mean, so that's where I would always kind of start asking if a client charts charts their cycle and then gathering some of that data then to be able to kind of tap into that a little bit more. But um, other than that, I mean, general symptoms and signs of, you know, are you sleeping well? Do you have sleep issues? Are there sleep, even though maybe you have a healthy menstrual cycle, are you having trouble sleeping? Are you sleeping throughout the night? Are you waking up to pee? Are you not feeling rested in the morning? Um, In addition to that, what's your energy levels like throughout during the day? Um, Because, you know, a lot of women 
women naturally are like chronically under eaters. And so I find a lot of women don't nourish and, and support their bodies through um, nutrition, maybe in the optimal way that they can to stabilize and balance and level out those hormones. So what is your exercise routine look like? And then how much are you fueling yourself with that based on your exercise to ensure that you're actually replenishing your body with what it needs in order to, um, you know, in order to stabilize and balance those hormones. So if we kind of like step back and take a look at the big picture of your life and we can say, let's look at sleep, let's look at exercise, let's look at nutrition and maybe some, you know, for instance, some women have chronic migraines, some women, um, some women have like, you know, like terrible uh, eczema or some psoriasis. People usually have some telltale, telltale signs or symptoms in their body that's happening to them if they're aware of them or not. That usually is a sign that you know something is off balance in their body. So that's usually where I start, where I kind of look big picture, and then we can start narrowing down and like honing in and going deeper and going deeper. Yeah, it's um yeah I talk a lot about you you got to look at the normal what society has told you is normal health issues mm-hmm. or common health issues. You start there. And um, you soon realize, like, it's not normal to be constipated. It's not normal to have, like, constant eczema or even PMS. Like, that was a big wake-up call for me that things were shifting um, because I had all the normal PMS issues when I got my cycle. And they just went away. They literally went away. And then when you start studying it, you're like, well, that whole time of the month is very inflammatory so if you have loads of extra extra inflammation going on it's going to be like a shit show right like it's it's compounded (laughs) it's compounded on top absolutely absolutely and I think so much as well because like you I'm this I was the same like I struggled with PMS for a really long time and I have read quote unquote here again quote unquote like healthy, regular cycles, but it's like, well, PMS is not, you know, we normalize it too as well. Right. Cause mm-hmm. the, it's just like, well, this is just me. This is who I am. So it's fine. Let's just like move on to the it's next just thing. Women, like, right? You're a woman. Yeah, deal with it. exactly. Yeah. And then it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's take a step back. Let's that's a tale. Like the body is always speaking to us in signs and symptoms, right? Like, as you know, our body wants to thrive. That's what it was designed to do. And so if we're not putting ourselves in the right environment for it to thrive, it's going to talk to us. It's going to speak to us. And it's through these signs and symptoms. And for, for me and for you, like it's been PMS has been a big one. And so then, then it's about, okay, so what's going on? And then you do a deeper dive there. And then, you know, you've got to look at all areas because the, it's not just nutrition. It's not just exercise. It's not just your supplements that you're taking. It's a holistic approach. Yeah, Exactly. It's really hard to get into that mindset when society has really just built you up to think um, like your fertility is completely separate from the rest of your body, right? And most, Mm. I don't want to say most doctors, but yeah, a lot of doctors are still going, oh, well, it's all right. You have a thyroid issue. Here's some medication. It won't affect your fertility. Like I literally just had a client. Um go through all of IVF. I wish she didn't do it, but I can't, you know, I, I can only guide you and support you through your journey. Um, and like from 
a functional medicine standpoint, it's like, don't even go near IVF. Don't even try to conceive like naturally right now. Like just give your body time to heal. And they, she said to me, they said, well, everything looked really good. We're so surprised it didn't work. And I'm just like, your mind is blown that we live in a day of, you know, this day and age, but I mean, we can go down conspiracy rabbit holes all we yeah. want, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that one there. Um, so what is your first step with a client who um, obviously you look at their whole body and then what's your kind of first step that you, you know, help them through? Absolutely. So the first, I mean, the first and foremost thing that I do is like a very thorough intake. So mm -hmm. I've got an extremely kind of long, lengthy, sometimes it can be annoying intake yeah. form, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, I'm, I, I'm a data girl. I love data and I like to collect data because the data is going to give us uh, a lot of the information that we need, which is ultimately going to help us fill in gaps of where there, there are gaps in somebody's health. Nobody's has health. Nobody has perfect health. Um, and so the first step for me is to do that robust intake form, gather all the data. And then when I do, I kind of like put like this whole kind of story together for myself based on their health history, based on their menstrual cycle history, based on their food diary, based on their stress level, based on what they do for work. Like literally it's a, it's a very robust intake process. Yeah. And then the first step that I really do from there you know, obviously all of this stuff, you know, what do you pick to do first? So many of my clients, um, you know, they say a lot of this stuff is very overwhelming. So it's so important for us as coaches and practitioners to be able to kind of piecemeal and let's focus one step at a time. So the first step for me is always starting to chart their cycle and to chart their cycle properly. A lot of women are charting their cycle now, but majority of people that I know are just like, well, yeah, my app tells me when I'm ovulating. And it's like, well, the algorithm is not going to tell you when you're ovulating. It might have a, a little bit of a good, like a close prediction, but every single month, your body is being affected by the, the season that you're in, the stress levels that you're under, the sleep quality that you've had the night before. Um, you know, all of the above, we're, we're changing adaptive human beings. So as our body changes and adapts, and as we move through life, it's going to affect our menstrual cycle. The menstrual cycle is not just this like, you know, static thing that happens, you know, you're ovulating on day 14 all the time, every single month, that isn't necessarily the case. So first for me, I do, um, I do the intake and then I uh, essentially start to teach my client on how to chart their cycle properly. Because once we use it, once we start charting properly, then we can start pulling in some of this data from the charting that we can then use to start tweaking and changing, um, you know, their lifestyle, their nutrition, yeah. um, and, and all of that. So, I mean, I still definitely start talking about nutrition and I start talking about these things up front, but the, the, the big piece that I focus on is, is the chart first and foremost is start starting to chart properly. So is there no technology out there that you like to help you chart? Because I just remember back in the day trying to take my temperature every morning and I hated it. Like I literally hated it. <laughs> and I mean, we're talking where there was like no apps, no, there was no anything out there. So it was literally, you had to- That was know, the only option. That was the only option. But I just remember- I felt like it was um, like suffocating me. Like I was really hyper-focusing on, and I like, I didn't have the right support, right? Like I was doing it for 
um, to have a baby, right? And I know when you shift your focus, it's much easier. But with the technology out there today, is there still nothing that you you like? (laughs) That's no, that's a great question because I mean this. So you know, I I so my my coach. um, Have you heard of um, Fertility Friday podcast with Lisa Hendricks and Jack? So she's she's, my teacher. Okay, she's been on the podcast. Yeah. yeah, she's amazing. So she's my teacher for, for, for fam. So okay. I've learned a lot from her. And so I asked her the same question and I'm like, well, you know, she's like, like the guru of fam in my opinion. And I, I would ask her as well, what about all these extra, you know, what, have, what about all these extra, there's the keg now, have you heard of the keg, mm-hmm. the keg that you can put in and reads your cervical mucus. There's all these bands and apps and all these things that you can wear. And really at the end of the day, I mean, it, it's, I always just go back to cycle charting. I do use an app. It's called the read your body app. So it's not necessarily that you're writing this down on a piece of paper. Some people like the paper method, but we are still using the app to put the data in. However, we're not actually using the app to kind of use the algorithm to tell us what's going on. Because Most of the apps are all based on algorithms. Our bodies are not algorithms, Mm -hmm. right? Our bodies are responding to life every single day. The app doesn't know that, you know, we had a, you know, we lost our job two days ago or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, right? It doesn't know the stress level that we're under. It doesn't know the sleep quality we've had. So um, so for my professional practice, um, I always go back to charting the way that I've been taught because it's a proven successful method and I've used it and it's worked well with me and my clients. Um, and I, you know, when I do have clients who are like, well, I'm using the keg or I am using this, I say, okay, if you want to use it, we can use it. Hey, there's more data. Let's just pull more data in. And again, I told you I'm a data girl. So I, yeah. I kind of cross, I cross check the data, um, but still the way that I've been trained and the way that I train my, my clients or teach my clients is like my approach specifically so that. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's know, just we, with a thermometer in the morning. That's the yeah. thermometer in the morning. Um, it's the basal body temperature and checking the cervical mucus. And so it's the cross check method where you're doing the mucus. Um, but it's not just like, oh, let me look. It's 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 peak mucus today. There's like a whole charting system around it where there's like letters and numbers to chart prop. It's it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I get it. Yeah, no, and I I do think it is amazing that we can um, just use that basic technology. Um, to really get some amazing insight. Um, So, okay, we're checking our cycles, we're doing all that. So we get some data. And do you have a process where it's like a weekly thing with your women through nutrition? Yeah, great question. So outside of like the data component and charting that cycle, you know, because it will take at least two to three months to be able to collect data. It's not like you don't just take your temperature for a week and you have all this information. We've got to get through a few cycles, right? So um, as we are moving through the cycles, that's where then um, a lot of the nutrition stuff starts to kind of come in. And so what I do and the research that I've done is um, uh, as you mentioned, like there are certain times in the cycle where we, like you said, like, first of all, having your period and actually menstruating is an inflammatory process to the body. So, you know, during each week of the cycle, based on where the hormones are, as they ebb and flow, mainly progesterone and estrogen, um, there are certain nutrients and there are different ways that we can help stabilize our blood sugar and eat as our hormones ebb and flow ebb and flow through each week of the cycle. 
because let's just say, for example, in the last week of our cycle, especially in week three and week four, when progesterone is nice and high, that means our insulin is more sensitive and we're much more sensitive to higher blood sugar fluctuations, which is why a lot of us have crazy amounts of cravings. And so how then do we kind of mitigate that with certain strategies around our nutrition and our eating? So I'll give you an example because we're both PMS girls and like for me, PMS was a big one. And I really noticed for myself is when I get a big drop, like, you know, I'm very active. So I burn a lot. I, I burn my food fast. And I would notice that, you know, I could not let my blood sugar drop. You know, if I would go two, two and a half hours, I would start to feel this anxiety. And I'm like, my blood sugar is dropping. And so I needed to eat something right away. But how do I know what to eat so that it's going to support my blood sugar optimally? So for instance, in week three or week four in that PMSE time, I always say to my clients, protein and fat load in the morning with your breakfast. So when you eat, you want to wake up and you want to eat within one hour of waking. And that food is going to be something more protein and fat focused, as opposed to just a big bowl of carbs. And so that's going to help stabilize the blood sugar. Um, it's going to help make sure that you're not getting those dips and big cravings throughout the day. Um, and so that's like just one small example of how I can, I, I start to kind of coach my clients through each week of the cycle on what they should be eating and when they should be eating it. That sounds super interesting. I know um, I never personally got into like seed cycling or even eating for my hormones. Um, I mean, I'm sure the information was out there, but it wasn't like readily available. You know, like Instagram wasn't even invented when I started my journey. So, um, so I know um, that there's definitely some benefits to it. What do you say to people who are just like, overwhelmed by like, because changing your diet is hard. Like, so I had to go yes. full autoimmune paleo for um, a while. I have a mod, I have a, my own version of it now, because that's the whole point. You're supposed to figure out what you're intolerant to and then bring everything back in that you possibly can. Um, but what would you say to someone who came to you, you know, they had an autoimmune issue, they need to go autoimmune paleo, but then you're bringing in this like more restrictive, okay, like this week, then this week, then this week, like, how do you yeah. coach them through that? Yeah. So that for sure would be very individual dependent. And also depending on, you know, some, some clients are just like keeners, go-getters and they're like, Nora, just tell me what to do. And I will literally do yeah. <laughs> Right. I know. Right? That's like, yeah. Right. You're just like, wow, this is a dream client. And then other clients, it's like, you know, something that maybe I would accomplish with one client in two weeks, it takes two months to accomplish with one mm -hmm. client. So it's really all about just meeting a client where they're at. And I would say like, there's kind of like my first fundamental principle that I think every single human being on this earth should know and understand um, because this is going to help stabilize their hormones. And then in that, that's going to help with their energy, their mental focus throughout the day is first and foremost, so many people don't understand just how to stabilize their blood sugar, mm -hmm. right? Like just the stabilizing of the blood sugar to me is like the, one of the foundational components to understand for your health and for your body and just how to feel good throughout the day, right? Like so many people don't understand how to stabilize their blood sugar and they get these crashes and they're doing, you know, then they're supplementing with caffeine and then they're doing coffee and it just, and then it wreaks havoc on your hormones and your body. Yeah. So, so if, you know, if we're, if, 
I always, always will start at the basics with every single client. And that's the first and foremost basic thing for me is always just teaching my client how to stabilize their blood sugar. And so, you know, that foundation starts with the stabilizing the blood sugar. Then we can look at like, you know, removing inflammatory foods. Then we can look at now starting to incorporate the more um, uh, like concentrated fertility foods, right? Because if for me, as a preconception health coach, the end goal for my clients is to always get pregnant, mm-hmm. whether they're doing it naturally or whether they're doing, they're working with a fertility clinic. Um, you know, there's always room for improvement and there's always room for support. So, you know, like the foundational approach is stabilize that blood sugar, then lower the infl- inflammatory foods, bring in the fertility foods, and then, you know, we can start getting a little bit more nuanced and detailed in each week of the cycle to support their hormones, but it's really like a, it's a building, it's a building system. Yeah. I always say you have to start where you're at. Like, even if a a client comes to me and is like, I like full-blown autoimmune, you could tell I'm like, okay, what diet changes have you actually made? Because we're going to go from there because trying to jump into a full autoimmune paleo diet, you're, you're literally setting yourself up to lose because it's so hard to do like I know personally how hard it is um so so yeah you definitely just need to start slowly and that's yeah a great thing to do with your clients as well and um I think people need to give themselves grace too you know they've they're coming from decades of really bad habits and I don't think people realize how emotionally tied they are to their food and um whether that's through their culture, because obviously I get a lot of um, cultures who are, you know, Indian and Mexican, and that's just like full of nightshades, right? (laughs) And I'm like, oh man, I feel so bad for you. Like, I was kind of lucky because I went autoimmune paleo in um, the United Kingdom. Um, And even though there was Indian food around, there wasn't like great places around us, but there was no Mexican, like no good Mexican where like growing up in California or living in Hawaii, it's like all around like corn, tomatoes, like all the amazing foods that my body just doesn't like, like, well, hasn't liked for a really long time, but (laughs) I like my taste buds still like them, but my stomach just can't deal with them. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's. Well, when you said the grace thing, yeah, there's, I guess there's, it's, it's almost like reframing or repositioning um, the way we're communicating and talking to clients as well, because the same, I totally agree that I use that word a lot as well. Like give yourself grace, give yourself, give yourself, um, give yourself a break because I always say it's taken you, for instance, let's say 35 year old client, it's taken you 35 years. Like it's taken you 35 years to get here with the way you've been living, with the way you've been eating. This is not going to flip around and change in two weeks. It's going to take time. And this is why I like to use the FAM, the charting piece, because that charting takes time. So as you, they learn to chart and as they begin to chart their data over months, right, this takes months, then we make those small changes. And then by the end, we've got all of this data with their charts. We've been able to make changes with their nutrition and their lifestyle, because that's another thing too, right? Like we're talking about eating. That's overwhelming in and of itself. And then they're like, now you're telling me I have to like meditate five minutes a day. Right. Like what? This is too much. So, yeah. It is a lot. So. Yeah. And I look back, I look at where I am now and I'm sure you can relate to. And I have to remind myself, it took me years to get here. 
like years years so when you bought yeah like when you start telling your client like okay these are all the areas you can see on their face like oh my god I'm like I feel you but just don't you don't have to do it all just cherry pick what's going to fit with you and then you have this action plan that you can always refer back to and build on and build on and build on um yeah it's really important to just know that it is a process so how do you handle because this is this is my like my fertility issue brain that I still have sometimes when a client comes to you she wants to be pregnant yesterday and you say uh you need a chart for three months (laughs) like what oh I know is like how do you coach people through that because like my clients come to me and they're like I'm doing IVF in two months I'm like what no like can we wait like at least three months just for like to I I need to figure everything out first and then you need to start implementing it and then you know three months from that start date of when we know where what you need to be doing then that's the time so how do you like coach women around the like you need to chart for three months when they're probably been charting for like you know unfortunately years Uh, That's a great question. And that's one of the biggest, I would say, well, challenges, but opportunities. Let's look at it as an opportunity. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Opportunities that I have that is a constant growing and like a learning curve and experience for me too. But I I, like totally feel you most of most, not all, because I do have some kind of proactive clients, but I do have a lot who've come to me and even have gone through months of fertility treatments already. Mm -hmm. And they're, 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 getting up they're 37 38 39 and they're like I just don't have time Nora and so the 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 first thing that I do is I always ask and I look back and I say okay what have you been doing for the last three months six months year to two years because for instance I had a a client who had been maybe to through two or three rounds of IVF unsuccessful And she was getting really fed up and she crossed my path. We ended up having a discovery call. It took a couple discovery calls before she kind of signed up with me. But I would say, I remember she's like, the fertility clinic just wants me to push and do it again. And I said, okay, like what it, um, I, I, I have this quote in my head and I just want to make sure I'm not butchering it, but, um, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, but expecting a different result. Right. And this is literally what I tell my clients. Mm-hmm. I said it right. Okay, good. I didn't mess that up. <laughs> yeah, no, you did. It's it's. But if you actually take a moment and think about it, that that is the the a lot of the times that phrase that makes the client stop and get out of their fear brain. Because a lot of the time, this is all just coming from fear, fear. right? Yeah. This is the lack. scarcity mindset, yep. the lack mindset, the fear mindset. So it's it starts with the mindset. And so I say like, okay, particularly with this client. So, so what are you going to do differently? What, what's going to make this third time around the IVF different? How is it going to be successful? Like, let's stop and actually think about this for a moment. And that was her aha aha moment. And she was like, oh, okay. So I'm like, can you please just give me three months? Just give me three months. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So and just, and so she, she, she said yes. And she's, she's now, she had to go through another round of IVF and she did, but she's pregnant and she's now five months pregnant. She's five months in. Yeah. So it, it, you know, let's, I'm praying it just continues and the baby comes out and it's nice and healthy, but, um, but that for me, that is, that's the phrase that I always find really helps 
everybody just stop in their tracks and be like, okay, like what am I, you're just beating, beating your, the hammer over your head the same time over and over. You got to stop, pivot, change. Let's make a difference because this is what's going to get, help you get your results. Well, obviously we cannot guarantee pregnancy. Yeah. No one can. I mean, right. And I mean, it just still blows my mind because I was the same. So we went at 30 to do a round of IVF, like thinking everything's fine. Right. We're just unexplained and it failed. Like it was like horrendous, right? Like at 30, didn't get any eggs and uh, well, we got eggs, but no good quality embryos. And yeah, the doc, the IVF clinic just looked at, a, at us and we're like, oh, well, here's your issue. You have low A quality, just do another round of IVF. And at that time, we had no knowledge, right? Like no health and wellness knowledge. And I, my husband was like, well, are you going to change the like drug regime? And the guy's like, no, we'll just do the same. And I don't know why, but that just didn't sit well with either of us. It's like, do the same. It didn't work. Like, didn't why work. would you do yeah. the same? And then luckily we had a friend who then said to us, like, change your diet. And we're like, diet, whatever, like we're, we're healthy, we're normal. And so anyways, we, we did. Um, and that's how my journey began. And there was a lot of still ups and downs, you know, it wasn't like, oh my God, my diet changed. And then I became pregnant naturally in three months. That just wasn't my story. Um, but for some women, it can be, you know, if you just mm-hmm. do something different and I have a client right now, that's the same. She's 40. She's had like four failed IVFs, one IVF baby. And the doctor literally said this to her. Um, well, your track record is you get pregnant on your third round. So you should just, this is going to be your third round. So do it. And I was writing out all the things I was like, well, first that's a lie because let's go through like this and I said that's insanity that some doctor can say like oh well last time it worked on your third time so this time it's gonna work I'm like there's something really like fucked up going on in those clinics when they're telling these women just do it just do it and as you know and I know from a personal standpoint and a functional medicine standpoint IVF is no joke Like it is so hard on your body and my heart breaks for these women who are literally doing round after round after round. And then they just come out and they just feel broken physically and mentally. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, like you say, it's just, it's insane. And we need to, you know, just take some time to think about like, we're not time poor, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and that's how infertility makes us. Like every month is telling us, we're failing, we're failing. And yeah, I'm a true believer. It's it's the mindset. Like once you're able to flip your mindset around, you know, okay, I'm doing things to benefit myself for the long term. You know, mm-hmm. like IVF is only a short-term thing. Yes, yes, it can give you a baby, but that's basically all it can give you. It can't give you yes. health. It can't give you that mental awareness. It can't. And, you know, like when you're able to work on all these things, you're able to um, help yourself and help your baby potentially in in a genetic sense as well, like a real Absolutely. physical lifelong That's- sense. The, the the concept of epigenetics, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. above the gene, and we know 5% of diseases are genetic in nature now. The remaining yeah. 95% in the Human Genome Project now, they've 
map the human genome and we now understand this concept of epigenetics where it's really all about the environment. Majority of it is about the env environment. So let's take that scientific data and understanding and knowledge that we have with that. I mean, I we've made huge strides as like a collective consciousness in you know the world with moving forward and um, being more self-aware and you know health and wellness paying more focus and attention to that huge strides for sure like I mean just have being able to be on this podcast with you and talk about this like you know this whole technology in this realm of podcasts that have been out to now disseminate and you know be able to share all of this knowledge has made a huge transformation and difference for so many people but it still doesn't take away the fact that there are still so many people out there and there's still so much more work that needs to be done on educating and empowering, especially women um, to really advocate for themselves and advocate for their body to kind of take the power back and, and be able to say like, you know, this is what I need to do for me. But like you said too, so many women are also kind of are in this like desperate fear, scarcity mentality. It's, it's so hard to kind of get there when, you know, maybe a fertility clinic or a doctor is telling them this, you know, do this, do this, do this. It's $15,000 and let's try and get you pregnant. <laughs> so, yeah. It's the white coach so. syndrome. And I had it many times. Yeah. And I know how hard it is to feel like, you know, your body, you know, there's something going on, but you mm -hmm. put that trust in them because they're the educated one. They're the one, you know, and you've read books maybe, but uh, yeah, it's hard. And now I'm yeah, a true believer, like just stand up for yourself. It's your money. It's your time. It's your body. It's your everything. Like, you, yeah, just take that power back. And I think that just comes with the journey, right? The more you're, mm -hmm. the more you put into yourself, the more you feel like, actually, I can stand up to someone who like, who, like, I don't, there's no disrespect whatsoever at all like I do feel like there is a place for doctors in our society but I think we kind of got to this place of um like god mentality you know mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. ah, well I'm a doctor so I know it's like no you're a human who studied something from a specific college and now mm -hmm. you practice that like whether it's right or wrong um that doesn't matter mm -hmm. but no we're all humans we all take shits right like it's just yes. like that's just how it is <laughs> Oh, well, thank yes. you so much for coming yes. on the podcast. I've had a really good time with you. Um, let our viewers know where they can connect with you. Absolutely. So my, um, my business name is Naturally Nora. My name is Nora. So my business is Naturally Nora. And you can find me on Instagram at naturally underscore Nora. Uh, in addition to that, if you are interested and in looking for um, some free guidance on even just how to start thinking about eating for your menstrual cycle, I have a guide. It's called the Eat to Get Pregnant Guide. And um, you can find that at www.naturallynora.ca backslash eat. And if you go there, you can just download the guide and just start learning how to eat for your menstrual cycle and how to support your body with certain foods uh, in each week of the cycle. Oh, that's cool. That's a great resource. Thanks for putting that mm -hmm. out. Well, once again, lovely to connect with you and I'm sure we'll cross paths soon. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.